You are now listening to The Gradient Radio, an open space to converse about creativity with creatives. And I'm your host, Antonio Knox. And today we have a special guest. Today, our guest is a natural hair, beauty, and lifestyle blogger. Today, our guest is April Good. <laughs> How are you, April? I'm doing well. How are you? How was that intro? It was good. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I feel honored. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, I appreciate you coming on, taking this time on a what Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for the people who may not know who you are. Yeah, so my name is April Goo, but I go by April Nicole underscore X on all of my social media platforms. Um, I am a natural hair, you know, vlogger, I guess content creator. Been doing it for a while now, Um, but I also dabble in photography um, as well as lifestyle, beauty, skincare. For sure. So how did you get your start in just being a creator like from i guess not in the obviously we're going to get to like the content creator space when did you feel like you were like creative at something um i actually didn't always feel like i was creative i guess um i felt like my siblings always had like this outlet um to do like my brother is a tattoo artist my sister braids hair my other sister was always into fashion so I just felt like I was trying to find my way, mm-hmm. you know, in the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, for a while I didn't know, but I I knew that I always, you know, loved watching natural hair videos um, or just videos in general, vlogs, and just seeing how people edit. And I think that when I started to actually do it, the editing part was like the most, you know, fun part mm. to me. So that's technically how i i got started it was just trying to find something that i was good at okay so it was like kind of like early mid-20s when you started to kind of like dive into like the youtube space yeah it was it was definitely early 20s yeah um i was i was in college so i was you know watching a lot of i was watching a lot of youtube videos um and i always said like oh i want to do that i want to do that but i never actually did it right away until um, it was probably my first year out of college, you know, and your first year out of college, you're trying to figure out, for sure. you know, like, what do I want to do? Yeah. You know, do I want to use this degree or do, <laughs> you know, do I want to hone into, you know, my creativity? So one day I just set up this old iPhone and just started recording. Mm, so what did you go to school for? I actually went to school for sociology. Yeah. So nothing to do with what I'm doing now like the creativity (laughs) part of it um but I just love the study of I guess it it does kind of tie in but I love the study of the groups of people so you can I can still you utilize it for sure yeah yeah so when you set up that iPhone Mm -hmm. right and you was like I'm going to do this (laughs) what was that how did you feel like what was that moment like do you remember that moment um so the filming part, I would say, isn't the hardest part. The hardest oh, so part was posting it. it. Okay. Um, you know, filming it. I, w- you know, it was kind of like it was something that was fun. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm recording. Um, but then going to edit it, and then posting it. That was hard because mm. then I'm thinking like, 
everyone that follows me, these are people that I know. These are people that I went to school with um, who are going to see this and are probably going to pick it apart, you know. So that was the recording and doing it. That's That wasn't the hardest part in the beginning for mm-hmm. me. Um, and it was still new. So I, I didn't know everything about editing or, yeah. you know, I'm putting out, I'm, I was probably putting out raw <laughs> videos, you know. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say actually posting it was the part that was hard and, and seeing what the reaction would be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you remember what the reaction was? Um, I don't really remember what the reaction was. I I knew I I do remember telling my family like, oh, I want to do YouTube, and of course, you know, my family was very supportive of me, and I, I don't think that I even told my friends right away, um, because I was, <laughs> you know, nervous about that, and then, um, I also don't think I posted it on other social medias at first. I would just post it on YouTube and just hope. You yeah, know, someone saw by it. the grace yeah. of God, it was just, sure. yeah. you know, it would just land on, you know, people's pages. Um, but I also found in that it doesn't always work out like that okay. for you. You know, some people can just post on a platform and, and it, it goes viral or blows up. Um, I actually had to put a little put, bit put more work, in. work into it of putting it out there and posting it and getting over that fear of. You know, if other people that I know are going to see it. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see that with like YouTube. It's not as as organic as probably like Twitter. Because mm-hmm. like when you post on Twitter, like a lot of people can see it right. like, as soon as you post it. But mm-hmm. it's like for you to for it to be on YouTube, you have to like send it out to somewhere mm-hmm. for it's for it to to get like what it's the recognition that you're trying to get for it. Um what was that process like for you from like in the beginning process of like you obviously you recorded this video Mm -hmm. you put it on youtube when was that transition from you posting to like you started starting to get views from like the things that you were posting um probably when i started to put a little bit more effort into the editing part of it uh, I would see some people post videos and it, it would be very organic and people would love them for that. And not to say that my content wasn't organic um, when I started editing. It just wasn't as uh, I just put a little bit more thought into what I was posting mm-hmm. and how I wanted to post it, different angles, editing. So that that probably was when I started to get views when I started to you know make the necessary edits and I actually had fun editing a lot of people Mm. don't like that process um but I think I enjoyed that process just a little bit more because it felt like my downtime (laughs) you know I didn't have to be in front of the camera did up you know doing (laughs) a bunch of stuff all I had to do was sit there and edit for a couple hours and it was good and I think over time when my editing got a little bit better or just my creativity over time got better that's when my views went up as well as letting people know that you know I'm on this platform oh really so like once you got super comfortable with like the editing and Mm -hmm. you know you feel like you were in a great place with that you then started to tell people that like you were a YouTuber yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is so weird to say um and I you know I have recently taken a a break from YouTube I haven't been on YouTube for a while I still have videos up Mm. um but I've tried my hand at different platforms yeah yeah well I mean why did you 
take a step back just because you just wanted to focus on like other things? Um, I would say a bit of both, sure. a bit of uh, focusing on other platforms and seeing where my engagement was too. Okay. YouTube is, is, is hard. Yeah. It, you know, it's longer videos, mm -hmm. um, which means you're editing a lot longer. You yeah. got to think of creativity. It's so many people yeah. on that platform. Um, and, you know, some videos would do better than the others. Um, but it just kind of got to be a lot. And especially when I'm trying to juggle other platforms. And yeah. then also seeing my engagement and response on, you know, Instagram or yeah. now TikTok. You know, it's just a bit different. So, yeah. 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 So, so it seems like you migrated from YouTube to like Instagram and like you started to use Instagram more as mm -hmm. a platform to do the same much of the same yeah yeah um i found that <laughs> the attention span you know of people sometimes when it, it comes to videos mm -hmm. in in shorter videos is a lot better until you know until they're like looking for you you know what, what are you doing today and yeah. so i did you know migrate over to instagram and i found that i got a a, a good following base and i mean a lot of those people yeah, were people that I already knew, but mm -hmm. then it, it grew over time to um, just, you know, people finding me off of other hair content pages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, re the response has been been nice. For sure. Mm -hmm. So as you as your audience started to grow, I can imagine that like brands started to like reach out to you. Mm -hmm. What was that process like of like? The first time I don't I don't know if you remember the first time, but the first time was someone was like, "Could you promote this? I would pay mm -hmm. you this." What was that? What was well, that? It didn't necessarily go the way of like, <laughs> "Can you promote this and I'll pay you?" It was, "Can you promote Wrote this for a free product?" And uh, <laughs> um, and I was willing to do it, so I was just happy like somebody was seeing my videos, and you know, it may not have been a, a major brand, but it was somebody that was seeing my video and they wanted to give me free product. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And but of course, over time, you do find out that being creative and creating for a brand it's a lot of work because those brands that reach out to you, they're like, well, you can't do this in your video. You have to, you know, I don't know. You you can't have other brands in your video. You got to make sure your background is, is nice. We want you to do it in this type of lighting, in this bathroom. So they have a lot of stipulations um, when they're asking you. So it kind of takes away from your creativity a little bit. And so over time, I did find like, okay, I got to start charging my worth <laughs> you know 100%. with these brands because free products are not gonna cut it nah. for even in the amount of time that the they want me to have yeah. this done you know they're giving me like a week or two weeks to have this done and, and I, I have to put on a whole production pretty much yeah so yeah i mean at the end of the day it was still exciting you know when the first you know a couple brands reached out and i was willing to do it for free but after a while you do kind of figure out like um i'm doing a lot of work yeah. and i'm i'm worth getting paid to do this mm -hmm. so and how was the response when you started to say that i'm sure there were brands who were like no i'm sure there were brands yeah. who was like okay um it's definitely been brands that have said no <laughs> and it's definitely been brands that said yes 
the brands that say no, I mean, you get a little a little hurt by it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like maybe that wasn't the opportunity that was supposed to be for me. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of figure that the time and energy that you're putting into this content mm-hmm. like you, you you're worth getting paid for it 100 percent. yeah 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 so yeah i mean it was it was hard to or me to turn down a brand because they didn't want to pay yeah so that is that's also hard to um and then sometimes you kind of find where when you're like no this is my rate i'm sticking to this they're like okay because a lot of these brands a lot of these huge brands they have the money they have the money more and all you're doing is promoting their brand influencing people to go out you know and and buy it so you're putting more money in in their their pocket so yeah they they have the money (laughs) they do (laughs) it's great that you finally came to that conclusion of like yo like you were doing so much work and Mm -hmm. then that you that you deserve more money like yeah and and starting out it's okay to do it for free if that's what you want to do um i didn't have an issue in the beginning doing it but of course over time your your work gets gets better over time like as you create content my content from five years ago isn't the same as the content that i'm putting out now 100 percent. which means that i need to be getting paid you know you know free work back then looked a little bit different Mm -hmm. but you know so years comes experience you know like every year i always like raise my price yeah, I raise my price like every year because I have like much more knowledge. I have much more experience, and I just feel like I'm just better mm-hmm. at it. So like, it seems like you also came to that conclusion yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, that's it. Seems like that was a journey. Like during that whole process, <laughs> was it just like, just what was it? What's, what's the words I'm trying to? Did you have someone to assist you in that process, or or it was just like trial and error, trial and error, trial and error? Um. I have friends who are creative. Um, of course, you have when you have friends who are creative, it is a lot easier to go to them mm-hmm. about different stuff. But in general, like I, I've never had like a mentor or anyone. If if that is that what you were referring to? Yeah, I'm just just asking if like you know along your process, was there someone just to help you facilitate just kind of like these talks or mm-hmm. just the things that you didn't understand or didn't know? Um. So over time, it got there. At first, no. Um, I think I I got I got a little bit more courage over time to reach out to other content creators or influencers, mm-hmm. because before I wouldn't. I was just like, they're at a different level. They're on a different caliber. I'm not there. But in order for you to get there, don't you think you have to? You know, you have to reach out to someone. So I, I always tell people that if, if that's what they want to do, they want to be a content creator, it is no harm in reaching out to someone who is at the level that you want to eventually be at. Um, some of them respond. Some of them don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's plenty of people out there that are doing it. For sure. Um, so I didn't necessarily have a mentor per se. It was just over time. Like, honestly, it's probably been recently where I'll reach out to other content creators like, hey, like, I need some advice on this or on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's why I tell people because 
you know, it could have t- taken me a, a shorter amount of time had I reached out to someone mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a part of the process. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey, you know, it's what they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. And if you don't ask the questions that you want to know. Yeah. Then... Especially when it comes to um, working with brands, too, because mm-hmm. a, a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know about usage rights and, char- you know, charging, for, you know, where my rate should be at yeah. because of um, different stuff. I mean, even just two years ago, I was working with, you know, these big brands and. I, I wasn't charging my worth you or yeah. the, for the quality that I was putting out. And so I didn't learn that until over time. So that's why I do. I encourage people like definitely if you if a, a brand reaches out in your email, and you don't know what to do. Reach out to somebody. And Someone ask else them. Who's yeah. Doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you also like Google anything to help you? Um. I, I, I utilize YouTube a lot. So I was YouTubing a lot or even um, recently now TikTok, of course. TikTok, you can, you can search. It's another search engine. So <laughs> you can search up a lot of stuff on, on there as well. So just looking at um, there are different lawyers on TikTok who are telling you about what you should be charging your rate and looking at contracts when it comes to brands. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of free resources out there um that i would say still definitely invest in yourself if Mm -hmm. it's like a class or something but if you don't have it right now it's definitely a lot of free resources yeah yeah okay Mm -hmm. so when did you switch or were you at the same time doing photography yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i've also taken a break from photography um it gets hard juggling a lot of different stuff a lot of being a creative means you are creative in different areas not just one yeah and so um of course over the years i've just been trying to figure out where where i'm best at i guess or um you know, if I love photography in that moment, I'm doing photography. Mm-hmm. But if I love content creating in that moment, then I'm a content creator. And it's, it's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I, I did beat myself up about that mm-hmm. for a while because I felt like I'm always starting over. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're starting over every day right. if you think about yeah, it. Facts. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing photography. Took a little break from that. But photography will always be my first love, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. it, it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think, like, so So I've created my first film, like, t- last year. Well, it released last year. And mm-hmm. people ask me all the time, when are you going to do another film? When are you going to do another film? When are you going to do another film? And I tell them because I've, like, I've had like years of like just doing different things mm-hmm. that I realized what you kind of said, like they're just like different seasons yeah. for things. Like certain seasons I want to create clothes, certain seasons I want to do video, certain yeah. videos, I mean certain seasons I want to do something else. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different season for that particular thing because like creatives all of the creatives i've talked to like they just want to do many things right they don't just don't they don't just want to do like this one thing they want to do many things and you know you don't have to feel like a particular way because you want to focus on something else at a different point in a or a different season um so it's great that you're kind of like giving yourself that like that grace that grace to be like i just want to do this now i don't always have to focus on like this one discipline yeah i think i think we as creatives we do kind of beat ourselves up you know if we 
switch tunes a little bit. We, you know, we don't want to do this one thing anymore. And it does feel like we're starting all over from scratch. But those same people who supported you in one venture, they'll support you in the next. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't beat myself up about it yeah. anymore. I, I think I was surprised that you were doing photography. Like when you first, first posted mm-hmm. something about it, cause I was like, I didn't, I didn't know you did photography. Mm-hmm. Cause I like when we first met, I, you were kind of like doing like YouTube. Yeah. So it was just like, diff- it was a different thing, but I wasn't surprised mm-hmm. that like you're a creative and like you do different yeah. things. I was just surprised that I didn't know like that was something that you yeah. did. But it's actually funny because photography was like my first, first love one. before even YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't introduce, you know, other people to that side of me until later on, you know, as, as, a lot of stuff, you know, like what was Erica Badu? You know, I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm sensitive about yeah. my stuff, and photography was definitely one of those things I was really sensitive about. And so I didn't, I didn't put out a lot of where I would work with people, you know, if they knew, like close friends, mm-hmm. family. Um, but it wasn't one of those things I was just giving the world, you yeah. know, a view of. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what what kind of photography did you start with? Um, I mainly started out with just like portrait, okay. which I, I still love portrait, but it w- it was really just portrait photography or even landscapes, mm. um, nature photography. So, and I think that's, I just didn't want anybody critiquing my work. <laughs> okay. And you know, as a female in, in photography, I think it's a bit different than mm. men in photography and the response sometimes that I would get, um, would always be from men trying to tell me like, how I can get better at it really? unsolicited and it would just and that was a reason why I was like yeah I don't know that I'm ready to put my photography out there because I know I'm good yeah. it's just these these people <laughs> <laughs> you know um, who are in that photography world that were quick to try to give me before even seeing my work sure. quick to try to give me some tips or you know oh you should learn about this you should and I'm like I I know I know some stuff about photography, yeah. you know. So So how many how many years were you like doing photography before you actually got onto YouTube? Um I was only doing photography for like maybe like 2 3 years and it wasn't it wasn't I say I say it like I was professionally doing it and sure. I wasn't. Um it it was more of like me learning about it and I always loved taking pictures. Um whether I like I've probably had every camera Okay. You know, growing up, Polaroid mm-hmm. and disposable, and I've just always been taking pictures. So, um, so yeah, it was probably just like a couple years before me actually getting on to YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow, I I never knew that. So, yeah. at, at some point, did people start to ask you to take photos for them? Yeah. So sometimes I would in my YouTube videos, I would show like me going to do you know my photography uh, it wouldn't be like long videos but you would see like oh I'm about to go do this shoot um, and then I started doing shoots for my friends and my family and then eventually I started posting it I got a website um, I started posting it and the first place I was posting it was on Facebook um, and you know Facebook we have all our friends and family um, and so that's when it became word of mouth and people reaching out mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. how was that like that first time you probably don't remember the first time but like the time when people started to pay you for something that was just a hobby or something that you love to do 
it was scary. I know a lot of people say like, I was I was excited. I was I was scared because I was like, what if they don't like it? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm taking these pictures and I don't I'm I don't know what idea they have in their head about you know how the yeah how it should yeah. you know how it's gonna look yeah. how it's gonna turn out um so I was definitely scared but I was like well scared don't like you said scared yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. don't get you nowhere closed mouths yeah. don't get fed yeah. so I was like I'm gonna just do it yeah and then I did it and you know people loved it and a lot of time you find. Uh, people when you're doing photography and you know families are just reaching out to you they don't even really know what they want it's a lot of people that don't really know what they want yeah. when it comes to photography they so expect you to yeah know. yeah like so you're whatever kind of the professional. you give them yeah <laughs> it's, it's great so yeah yeah, yeah. I, honestly i remember the first time that someone wanted me to shoot their wedding and i was like i was i was afraid like because I knew what I liked for myself mm-hmm. and I I I thought that like people thought I was like much more better better than I I was and you know it's it's different like when you're doing something for yourself like you know you love what you love but like yeah. it's different when you're trying to imagine what is this person going to love right like mm-hmm. what are they going to like and it was it, I was I, I was nervous I charged like the number was like crazy crazy yeah. low like crazy low because not i <laughs> not but way below my worth yeah because I, I didn't understand because i i felt like i wasn't worthy mm-hmm. of the moment i wasn't worthy for them to like ask me to do this especially a wedding like you have to make sure to capture like those yeah. moments and these are the moments that are, that are going to stay with the people for mm-hmm. such a, a long time in their lifetime and that I felt like that was just like too big. Yeah. So I was I was terrified of that. Oh, I I completely understand. I I've only done probably two weddings. I after that I said no. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different type of stress. It's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but to your point, I think we as creatives, um, we tend to do that a lot. If it's something that we're doing for the first time, like you've done photography for a while, you've just never done a wedding, for sure, yeah. but you don't end up charging what yeah. your worth is. But your photography is good at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. why are you, you know, lo- you lowballing yourself? Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely think that we do that. And I completely understand that because weddings are, like I said, that's a different type of stress. It's a, it's a different piece. And that's not one of the things that I advertised at all mm-hmm. when it came to photography because you can't get that day back. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I mean, people still ask me to do weddings to this day, and, and that was, I think, that was the only wedding that I did photos of. Mm-hmm. From that point on, I, I didn't do any more because mm-hmm. um, I realized that day was like a 12 hour, 12 hour, 12 hour day. Yeah. And I think. I asked, I'm going to say the number. I think I asked for like 200 for like 12 hours, like $200, oh but they gave me like an extra 50. Because <laughs> 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 they, they knew and it was so, it was so last minute too. They was like, we, we lost a photographer and like, we want to get you. Mm-hmm. And if, if I had the president, president of mine, if I knew what I knew now, then yeah. I could have charged like crazy. Right. Yeah. But like, I was like, you know, since you coming to me late, you know, last minute person like dropped on you, dropped out on you. I'm just do it for two hundred. <laughs> and she, she looked at me. She didn't say anything. Yeah, like she, she didn't, she didn't say anything. <laughs> and and the crazy part about it is like I know how much she paid for her venue. Mm-hmm. Like she paid like stupid amount of money for That's her why venue. That's she was looking at you like. She and was she was like, she was like, okay, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like okay. So yeah. it, like, 
I, I didn't know about that then, but like afterwards I was like, man, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I could have charged so much more yeah. in that moment, but I just didn't know because I felt like I wasn't worthy yeah. at that time. But it's all a learning experience. You know, it's like, who who would have told you that? No, nobody. Yeah. So I, she didn't tell you. She, she didn't tell me. She, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm super grateful for it because like she, obviously she still follows me and she says like, like they they love the pictures mm-hmm. because like at that time I wasn't I didn't I wasn't like a wedding photographer so yeah. I didn't shoot in the style of a wedding photographer mm-hmm. so like I I used to take photos right and the only reason I was taking photos was to be able to capture my life and the way I captured my life was I would catch movement so like anytime a person was doing something I would capture that to capture that moment mm-hmm. and I wouldn't you know pose anybody or anything like that so she she fell in love with that kind of photography and so since i wasn't like the typical photographer that's how i shot the wedding yeah i shot the wedding like as like a moment like mm-hmm. everything were moments everything were moments like moment moment that moment this moment that yeah and I, I look at it today i look at the pictures today and I, I love the pictures because that's we captured like some like immaculate moments like some of them look like as if like it was a movie yeah basically and, and they love the photos but at the time i just didn't know the worth of yeah. like what I was doing yeah. like I had the I had the gifts I had the, I had the skills I didn't have the experience in the sense of like the business mm-hmm. I had the experience in the sense of like the creativity and like the work that I put in but like I wish she would have said like you're charging way too little for this project and you know she, she I mean they gave me an extra 50 yeah. and I thought at the time I was like yo they gave me an extra 50 bro. Right. <laughs> you extra, was probably jumping for joy exactly. like, that, even that extra 50 was still too low yeah like, yeah yeah but it's, it's it's a part of the process and 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 you you know I don't shoot well I don't shoot I don't shoot photography in weddings and I'm really just trying to get away from weddings I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't post about it like people like how people know what I do is just kind of like word of mouth, the yeah. stuff I've done for people or the work they've seen for me. Mm-hmm. And so when people come to me to ask me for weddings, I only do it if I know the person. Yeah. Right. Like if I've had it, if I've had a, like a relationship with them, but yeah. like if it's like somebody outside of that, I'm like, no, I don't do weddings yeah, anymore. Cause that's a long day. 12 hours. That's a long 12 day. hours. Yeah. Like, and that was like the longest wedding. Yeah. I've and ever I, done. I do like what you said about, um, the moments because i i've never been the type of photographer that likes to pose people either mm-hmm. it's like okay if that's what you want yeah. you know okay that's fine but i do like in the in the moment mm-hmm. type photography and i always focused on that when it came to my photography and i guess over time because a lot of people do want the family portraits mm-hmm. the pose you know that that may be the reason that i kind of shifted on I guess my focus when it comes to um, my creativity and where sure. I want to go. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I honestly, like a friend just asked me to do their wedding. And, and I said like before him, I was like, the last wedding I did, that was just going to be the last wedding I was going <laughs> to do. <laughs> I was like, the next time someone wants me to do a wedding, they're going to have to pay me a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to do this wedding. And he asked me, and I'm like, <sighs> But you know him. <laughs> I know him. I I do know him, and so I'm like, I ask him questions like every day. So like, when it's when it's a wedding, how you long? Sure how me? how long is it going to be? <laughs> right. I, I I'm asking all of these strenuous questions, but like, 
he he came to me he asked me so like yeah i'm thinking about i'm going to do it but like part of me is like that's when you have to hit him i usually don't do this <laughs> exactly exactly i'm gonna I'm hit him with that yeah i'm gonna hit him with so that I, I usually don't do this but, but you I'm but you my boy you, so yeah. you better throw a plate in there too <laughs> hey, at the reception. i mean everyone always feeds me i'm not i'm not doing a wedding unless they feed me yeah yeah no you, i you feel that it's, it's a long it's like 12 hours well i don't do 12 hours like the the mm. longest i would do now is about like eight hours yeah but even like, that is still that's a that's a work day facts <laughs> facts on your feet the entire time the whole time yeah. the whole time and yeah I, I remember like the last wedding i did my mother asked me to do it because it was like her friend mm-hmm. and that that was her gift to them <laughs> And she was like, please, please, like, do this wedding. I'm like, yo, you don't have to pay me. Like, <laughs> obviously, I didn't I didn't charge her, like, yeah. what I would charge, like, somebody else. But, like, I gave her, like, a sun discount. Mm-hmm. And they loved the wedding. They loved the wedding video and all of that. So, like, it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> but, like, weddings, like you said, weddings are a different beast. Yeah. Weddings are definitely a different beast. Yeah. I never, I never want to again. <laughs> never no. again. So, you, you don't weddings. You're, you're retired. Nope. And... Even now when people ask me, um, just in general, because I still get people who will ask me to do photography for them, and I'm quick to be like, my friend does photography, here's her website, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I'm just I'm just not there anymore. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I, I like to do justice when it comes to the, you know, the art that I put out. So I don't want to just be doing a shoot and... I'm just not into it, yeah. and then now you ha- you don't have the best quality of pictures. Yeah. So I'm just you know, maybe one day I'll navigate back to the photography world. But right now, I'm in content creator, mm-hmm. influencer world. So yeah. <laughs> same with me. Someone someone asked me to do a photo for them, like take pictures for them, and I was like, I haven't done photos in like years. Mm-hmm. And the last photos I did was back in 2019. It was for my aunt, and before then it was like years thin so like i'm only shooting honestly i don't have the camera <laughs> i don't were, yeah. i don't have the cameras to to shoot photos i have like video cameras and mm-hmm. so like you i can take stills with them but it's not what i would want to take with them and i'm not right. going to buy a three thousand four thousand camera dollar camera just to take pictures for like one day right um so maybe there will be another season for that but like as of now, I do the same thing like you. I'm like, yo, this person does a be- way better job than I do. Like, yeah. I don't touch the camera anymore. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's different. I know. I know sometimes, like, you know, when people say it, I'm like, I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad. And I know they're probably like, dang, like, I, j- I really just wanted you. And yeah, I'm like, well, that's you, not yeah. the season that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just do it because you're asking and I'm I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that simple, you yeah. know. So and it's not gonna I don't I don't want anything out there that's not gonna represent, you know, me in exactly. the biggest light. So I don't wanna do this, you know, sh- photography shoot for somebody and they're like, well, I don't really like the pictures yeah. but, you know, that was my that's my friend or you know, so I just I don't say yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 How would you define like content creator like what is a content creator um content creator is i guess is anybody that's on social media whether you want to be labeled content creator or influencer like anything you put out there you know you're you're creating something you're um influencing somebody to 
buy something. Like, if you post a picture of yourself and somebody asks where you got your shirt from, sure. you're influencing them to go buy it. Yeah. Um, but I guess when it comes to an actual creative, I guess I would define that as somebody putting the most... I guess valuable or intimate pieces out there of themselves um, on display, mm. pretty much, and it is very vulnerable to do. Um, but I think creatives are very courageous for sure for doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, do you feel a level of vulnerability when you put out particular oh, yeah. types of content? Definitely. Um, every time I put something out, every single time doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Um, if I put it out there, I, I feel very vulnerable because this, you know, it's something that I have fun doing. It's something I take pride in. It's something that I enjoy. And if I put it out there, it's like, oh, I want you to enjoy it too. I want you to find that same inspiration or whatever emotions it evokes yeah. when I'm putting it out there. So it's definitely, it's it's vulnerable. You're sharing a, a piece of yourself, a piece of, mm-hmm. a creative, you know, piece of yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. I, I can I can definitely see that. Like, for me, like when I put out something, I, I don't think of like other people. Mm-hmm. I don't think about like how other people are going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think about it from a, from a standpoint of like, if I love it, then people will love it. <laughs> right? So like I think like if it moves me, like yeah. it's it's going to move other people because in many cases like I can be nonchalant in many ways. Mm-hmm. But like when something like really like touches me, like I'm really like super moved by it. Um and because I put like so much into my work, then I'm moved by my work. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, if this moves me, then it's going to move other people. And that is like in many ways like a, a level of vulnerability to be able to put because I put so much stuff so- because I put so much of myself into my work, that's like me, my soul, my my mm-hmm. my life into that. So I think if I if I looked at it from like a different perspective of like um, how you said like it's being a content creator, like it's a level of like vulnerability that comes with it. Yeah. Um, especially when you put it out there for for people to consume, mm-hmm. um, that could be like pretty vulnerable. Like you could put yourself in a pretty vulnerable position especially if you put yourself into your work yeah yeah uh, i think you know it's it's not always about it, you know somebody's actual comment or mm-hmm. like or response it's like is somebody on the other end of this computer this phone like looking at it like like this made my day yeah like that's you know, I think we we relate on that end. For like, sure. I wanted to inspire somebody on the same mm-hmm. level that it did me. So yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's creativity is uh, different. Yeah. Different people. People don't understand like, you know, working f- with like different clients, and they just like think creativity is just like something that you just do. Mm-hmm. But it's like something that like comes from, and you know, if you're not like cautious with it. Um, people don't understand like you can be exhausted by like oh, yeah. creating yeah. because it's coming from like a different source than mm-hmm. like just like an everyday 
activity everyday thinking yeah and I was talking to somebody about this the other day it's like I think people think that creatives are always creative Mm -hmm. I am not honestly it's probably two days out of (laughs) the week or month where I feel inspired to to get up and like do something when it comes to creativity like I am not always I don't always feel creative and a part of that is I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. from being from pushing out all this content or being creative all the time. Um, So then I guess that's where discipline comes into play Mm -hmm. because I don't always feel like, I don't always feel like posting. I don't always feel like, you know, ready to get on TikTok and push out some content or, um, you know, create for this brand that has a deadline by Mm -hmm. next week is just something that, I've disciplined myself to do, yeah. which is also hard because it's not like it's not like a, a nine to five yeah. job mm-hmm. where you you have to get up every day and go in to work. It's structured. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of building your mm-hmm. own structure when yeah. it it comes to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I used to be. Like when I first was just like a creator without like any bounds. Like I would just like create when I felt like when I was inspired, when I mm-hmm. was like, when I wanted to create, then there was like a transition when I started to work, work with people when mm-hmm. they had like deadlines. And I realized I just couldn't like, I couldn't wait till I was inspired to like create something because like there was a deadline. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it was vastly different. And it, it was something that was pretty difficult to like understand over yeah. time because it's like, I'm not inspired. I'm not inspired. I can't create this. Mm-hmm. And then I would like miss these deadlines and his clients would be like, yo, bro, like, I yeah. had a deadline. Yeah. And at the time, I wasn't charging anything. So, like, these people really couldn't say anything. But because I took, like, some of their money, they felt like they had some say into, like, how things were supposed to go. Yeah. And I realized, like, it was, it was, I would hit my head. Some days I would, like, pass with flying colors. But then, you know, I just came to this conclusion of, like, if I wanted to be in this space, then I had to be professional and I had to mm-hmm. create like a professional like and so like that was like once I once I had like that click once it clicked for me in my head then it, I kind of became much more free and like my ability cre- to, to create like at any time yeah and that's just like a different level that is creativity. a different level and I'm glad you talked about professionalism because you know in in creativity and I, I do when when people have reached out to me um, about being a content creator, um, they think it's all like, you know, great and fun. It's like, well, you still have to have a level of professionalism, especially when you're emailing back and forth with these brands or, or uh, you know, talking to them. Mm-hmm. You still have to be professional. You still have to act as if you're in, you know, the professional yeah. world mm-hmm. because it's 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 almost like you're still um you're still a face of you know your brand for sure yeah so if you if you're not if you just doing it whenever whenever that's not it's not it's not going to work nah, <laughs> not at all yeah so what was the transition from Instagram to TikTok cuz you're <laughs> a lot more popping on TikTok yeah. right now than you are on Instagram right yeah it was kind of weird um so I want to say I transitioned to TikTok. TikTok. Um, 
Well, it was, of course, during the pandemic, um, we were all in the house, not doing anything. So I wasn't necessarily popping on TikTok <laughs> when I first got on TikTok. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, experiment with that platform. I was like, oh, it's a different platform. I'm feeling a little stagnant on Instagram, you know, on my other platform. So let me see what TikTok is talking about. Let me see what the kids are talking about. On <laughs> um so I started posting on there um probably around May last year actually and then I posted one video in like October. I had been posting since like early in like May and then October I had posted this one video and then all of a sudden it just like did numbers and I was surprised because it jumped from being on TikTok to Instagram to Facebook and I have people messaging me like I here's the video you know I just saw it you on Facebook it, I'm like I didn't did. even post it over there <laughs> you know so it was just so I don't know it was just odd like it you know other people posting the video on other platforms and I, it's it kind of shell shocked me I was I was shocked <laughs> I was like this is the most simple video you know like I'm putting all my efforts and work into these other videos simple things and I I posted a video of me taking down my hair you know before going to brunch and then all of a sudden it's everywhere I'm oh. like okay well I'm gonna just do that for now <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that it it kind of took off more in um October and then over time I've still just been posting on that platform and it's still hard because even though you know one video takes off that doesn't mean that you just you just pop in yeah. from <laughs> from yeah. now on you know you still have to put in the work the work and consistency because you know as quick as people see you on that <coughs> that video it'll be just as quick um you know you don't post anymore sure. people are like well where'd you go yeah. so I still had to be consistent in posting so what what type of videos do you post on there? Is it vastly different than something you would have posted on YouTube or Instagram? Um, I wouldn't say it's vastly different, but I will say TikTok definitely has a different type of audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are a bit bolder in their comments, um, uh, but really? um, but I, I I love TikTok. Uh, the content that I mainly post, I, I think I was just playing around to see what would stick on, you know, on TikTok. So, of course, on Instagram, it was a lot of hair content um, and just uh, promoting my YouTube, you know, promoting across platforms. When I got on TikTok, I was just like, in the beginning, I was all over the place. I'm like, I'm going to just post this and see how it does. I'm going to post this. And that's definitely how that platform is because I don't have to just be in this one niche you know everybody sure. likes to use that word yeah, you yeah. know that the you know pick a niche mm -hmm. and be in it um but i did find that to kind of be a little stressful mm -hmm. um just being in this one niche because i felt like well i don't i shouldn't have to just post hair content like i'm i'm more than that i like posting that i like giving healthy hair tips um and especially to black women, I love helping them out, giving them products. Um, but that's not all that I am. I have a lot more to offer. Mm -hmm. So I do lifestyle. I do um, 
skincare and I, I get vulnerable about that. Like I talk about my struggle when it came to my skin and my insecurities over time. Um, so yeah, I'm all over the place on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so, so you have a different audience. What, what would you say? Is it not only black women on TikTok? It's just no. It's it's mainly black women. I think the the response. I just when it comes to the audience, the response is just a, a bit different. Like when they comment something, like they want the answer then and there. <laughs> you know, they're like, "Well, where are you at? We we've been waiting on this answer." Um, you know, really? so yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit different. I I love it. You know, I love TikTok, but it's it's kind of hard for me to explain unless somebody is on TikTok yeah. how the audience um differs than you know, as opposed to like YouTube or, sure. you know, in the, the video, you, you get seven second, 60 second videos yeah. as opposed to on YouTube or, you know, another platform you get 10 minute, you know, yeah. to 20 minute videos. Yeah. So, yeah. For those people who may not know, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she's talking about, but yeah. So like when you first started to be a creator, content creator when you started to put your stuff out there did you have a vision of like what you wanted to become hmm i kind of did um so i used to follow the og natural on youtube um natural 87 i don't know if she changed her name but um though that was one of like the first youtubers that I watched and I watched her faithfully like I was like I want you know I want to have the women commenting like oh my gosh I love your hair oh my goodness like give me some tips and that's you know where I wanted to be and of course over time my idea of where I want to be as a content creator has changed um but in the beginning I wouldn't say that I had I, I wouldn't say that I even thought that I would even be at a level to be making money from creating content because, you know, you don't think you don't. A lot of people don't think that people can make a lot of money from, you know, posting on social media. And so I did kind of have that idea, even though I liked it and I enjoyed it. I wasn't like I'm going to be making all this money from social media and I'm going to just be traveling the world. And, you know, I didn't have that idea. I was just doing it because it, it was fun to do. And it still is fun to do, but that was the only reason that I was doing it. Um, so I guess I would say now I I do see, you know, I see that it is possible, of course. You know, I, I've worked with brands. I see that you can get paid as a content creator. You can get paid, a, you know, a lot, mm -hmm. you know, from the content that you put out there. And so I, I do see myself, you know, eventually it being a full-time thing um, where I don't have to think about it, where it's matching the income that I'm at now mm -hmm. with my job and even surpass it. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it came over time, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of where I wanted to go when it came to creating content. Yeah. Do you believe in affirmations? Affirmations? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't really say. You don't say. You don't say affirmations. <laughs> I don't. I. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really say. 
the only reason I asked that because like this portion of mm-hmm. the show, I like for people to speak the things that they see for themselves. Okay. Like the intentions they have, the uh, the things they say after I am. So like you know whatever you say after I am, that's who you become or that's who you are. So typically, so if a person wanted to make a hundred million dollars, they'd be like, I am going to make a hundred million dollars. I am mm-hmm. going to. Um, create like an award-winning film for mm-hmm. like festivals or just like many things and mm-hmm. so like i like for people to have this opportunity to like speak to for things <laughs> that they want to speak for themselves in their lives and mm-hmm. you know later on like when you're probably like looking at this video years from now or somebody look, is looking at this video from years from now mm-hmm. this person spoke what they wanted to become and so this is your opportunity to okay. speak up the things that you want for yourself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I am a full-time creative content creator. Um, I am traveling the world. You know, I am influencing women and black women in particular to have healthy hair, long hair, um, beautiful skin. I am, I'm a creative. (laughs) That feels good? Yeah. I hope to look back on this and and be like, you did it. (laughs) Look at that. So for the, for the person who is in your who, who for the person who is in your shoes mm-hmm. at the beginning of your journey, right? What would you say to them to get to a place that they want to get to, or mm-hmm. is trying to get to your place right mm-hmm. now? What would you say to that person? Um, I feel like we always say just start and that that is like you have to start but it's always going to be a process like it's I'm still in the process um and it's not I wouldn't say that it's like the hardest thing to do but it it takes consistency it takes you being you have to be you know passionate about it in order for it to work you can't just do it because you see other people doing it and you want to you know make money from it because that's not why you start you start because you love to do it you want to do it and it's, it's something you find enjoyment in and it is attainable you know um but yeah like i said just just start you got to start somewhere just start guys just start just start just do it like nike Nike. (laughs) Uh, i just want to say thank you thank you april for coming on the show and dropping your gems telling your story (laughs) i know it's going to be impactful for so many people Uh, i know it's like surprising to hear about like your photography journey and how that was like the beginning um and how like that was your first love Mm -hmm. to you doing youtube and crossing over becoming a content creator um thank you for like just giving me your time and it, allowing people to see and listen um thank you thank you thank you thank I you i enjoy myself
Well, my name is Antonio Knox. That is April Gould. And this was The Gradient Radio.